always had that desire to do well to be self reliant to be financially independent to do and make do of something of my career uh, so that spirit was always there that desire to do well was always there i didn't know at that time what <laughs> what will i do and i didn't even know at those times people really know there is this corporate organization you work in and all i mean I just wanted to work so with that sort of jazba you know i think uh, i started my career i started very small at a very executive level and, you know uh, then um, that work because i i wanted to make a difference i wanted to uh, bring in me in everything i did uh, that how can i add value as an individual while there are 20 people doing a similar stuff and the the normally at that level you work on the defined processes you know you're given it became my style to constantly question the status quo and find out better ways of doing things and how can we automate things how can we digitize things so that 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 became a way of working which was another uh, you know um, good point i would say good thing which really helped me grow in the career the goals of my life and i believe that life should be uh, led or lived in wholesome you know it's it should be in totality it can't be just work sometimes people make work their life that's not it is so then i wrote my personal goals my health goals my family goals uh, my spiritual goals and then my work goals which was one of the dimension not really the whole circle of it and then i put real measurables to that that how will i measure that i have achieved we were losing women in the uh, in the work space from especially the sales kind of domains so i was a diversity champion always you know we call it uh, inclusive forums i used to lead that uh, for my geography and i would have one on one chat with those women that you know wh- what is it you know why why do you think you don't want to work in sales you're doing so well uh, your teams like you your distributors say that you're really take care of their requirements their commissions are happening on time everything why do you I and mean, why do you want to step out of this role don't you want to make a career in that so they you know that came out with a very very simple that you would not even realize they said you know going in field means using public toilets and as women when we step out and we in the morning and we have to come back in the evening we are generally accompanied by you know a distributor guy or a retailer or a sales guy and with amongst all those men you know it's very difficult for us to you know relieve us Hey, ma'am, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's very humble of you to, uh, you know, give us time on a Sunday morning and invite us over, have a chat with us. Uh, but it's really overwhelming to speak with someone like you, has so much experience, so much to share, and not only just in one field of life, but and as you say, like you know, if you really want to have that kind of winners mentality, we speak about this on the podcast. But you need to be good at all the spheres of your life so ma'am first of all thank you so much for being on the podcast no no thank you so much for having me i think it's a pleasure absolute pleasure so thank you thanks you, to you you're someone uh, i believe and i as really looking to forward to this podcast because i have so many questions for you uh, because i just started a new you're job kidding me <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't think we can really fit that in a 40 50 minute podcast but then uh, so i've been talking to a lot of people in, from the corporates you know who have this kind of zoom fatigue there's a new term called zoom fatigue uh, 
uh, and as we were speaking before the podcast as well do you know how everyone is beni- uh, behind a screen now how this kind of format is so much refreshing yeah. so just want to understand how like what's the state of well-being during these work from home because i just wanted a perspective from you mm-hmm. and how have you been handling it because i know you are a person who is uh, who t- i i am assuming but uh, from what you have sent me from what i have read about you there's someone who takes care of their well-being a lot and from like i been around your house and i can understand what kind of person you are like you know your house tells a lot about you so it tells that you know you are someone who really is uh, takes care of yourself your well-being so just want to understand how it is in during the pandemic okay uh, i think it's a very good question and very relevant for the times uh, okay so it was um, nobody was prepared for the pandemic i think it it just it just came upon us it just happened and yeah it was uh, we didn't know how to handle this uh, new way of life i think everybody in every individual old or young or children uh they they found themselves uh, you know suddenly caught up in something like a whirlwind that they don't know how to uh, swim out through so we learned along the way and uh, i think what kept me personally speaking i think it has done some goods that it has done some uh, you know bads <laughs> in a way uh, that there it was it it was a time for a lot of introspection True. suddenly True. so many things started looking irrelevant that this kind of din and the crowd we create around ourselves you know they are so meaningless so i think it was an epiphany it was a good learning that i had and i'm sure a lot of people had and i wrote a poem also that you know you know we never thought like that we had become you know those typical in this uh, society of consumerism you're going buying oh, things just loading things and yes. suddenly you feel that how much do we really need i mean sitting at home and working you di- didn't require two third of your wardrobe true right <laughs> uh, suddenly uh, you realize that you could enjoy your house much more than i could ever do that because you know with my kind of a job working from 9 to 6 is never 6 you know it hours stretch up beyond. to 7 and beyond because i'm a senior position so you know you can't just take it so lightly and i'm sure nobody does so I, mean, i never enjoyed how it was sitting in a balcony and taking a video call <laughs> <laughs> and walking in the garden while talking to a phone so these were some of the really positive things that happened and we started appreciating our life so much more than uh, before i mean we used to crib a lot you know normally you tend to you know uh, get really into a negative thing that's not good this is not good but i think this really hit us in a manner that it forced us to introspect and learn the positive things around us the blessings that we have in life and uh, that was a good part but i think on the other side uh, because you're not going to work uh, every day your connect with people comes down your yeah. personal yeah. connect comes down you know we haven't met our near and dear ones for a very long time even to go to my parents house who are just very close by you constantly worried that i don't go and infect them you know and at their age i we don't want to put them into this kind It's of always that stress fear. yeah yes. that fear is there so you're not meeting and there is a lot of physical connect really brings a lot of positive energy you know you don't really touch anybody you don't really hug anybody in your family near dear ones you don't meet your friends you don't meet and sit with your colleagues like in office you know you just sit and chat and <laughs> you know bring that energy together yes. we are we were so used to of having those 
पर्सनल काइंड ऑफ मीटिंग्स वेर इन यू सिट यू टॉक पर्सनल थिंग्स टू बिगेन एंड देन यू गेट डाउन टू द एजेंडा सडनली एवरीथिंग केम टू अ स्टैंड स्टिल एंड वी डिट नो हाउ टू रियली ब्रिंग इन दैट एलिमेंट थ्रू अ डिजिटल प्लेटफॉर्म यू वुड ओनली कॉलिंग वेन देर वॉज वर्क राइट यू वुड ओनली हैविंग अ वर्क रिलेटेड वी सी बट इन बिटवीन दोज लिटिल इनफॉर्मल कॉरिडोर कॉन्वर्सेशन दैट वुड हैपन दैट वुड वाटर कूलर कॉन्वर्सेशंस दिस स्टॉप्ड हैपनिंग and i think uh, then slowly i think as organizations have really realized that 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 was an important element so they brought in lot of good things about it that you know spend time to have personal calls with your colleagues maybe just have one meeting only in which you talk uh, other than work yes. right anything yes. other than work just to connect with them okay. be accessible personally if they have anything to talk about anything to share about and be more considerate you know what happens because you are in habit of expecting your team to be up and about at 9:30 logged in at their place mm-hmm. wherever they are and we had that fear always work from home means chutti you know <laughs> that, that that used to be the concept because nobody worked from home yes, yes. so we always thought work from home ka matlab hai thoda chill out karega koi kaam karega but when everything is work from home you can't chill out every day sure, so sure. so the first instinct comes to you is that how do i ensure everybody works they don't just sit at home and you know just chill out because that will bring down the productivity that will bring down the efficiency and what you how you perform in the market but then i realized that uh, the life has changed especially there are a lot of young mothers and women even men because people started helping each other at home there were no maids coming to the house and right. um, there were no uh, help domestic help at home so people had to do things on their own and uh, manage your household and uh, you don't have maids so you do that work also yourself and uh, you at 9:30 you should be sitting at your workstation and logged in for work <laughs> it is unfair oh. it's criminal so we had that sense of realization i think a little late and uh, you know and then we 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 made certain rules that before 10 o'clock you will not keep any meetings right and at lunch time give a break don't have right. meetings right. and calls unnecessarily to bother employees and maybe after some time you have to wind up you can't stretch your meetings beyond some time then we drove a campaign how we can bring equality at work in terms of how to help your spouses at home you know we encourage male managers to lend a hand of help at home because their wives had all the burden managing yes, children yes. children are also studying from home you know like so when you when you're sitting at home <laughs> kids are kids they will say mummy why don't you make this for me why don't you, i want to eat this and the poor lady is working and then managing kids while uh, you know in the normal scenario they were going to school and coming back at 3 o'clock yes, so yes. <laughs> there was no such botheration so so we made we encourage people to put their videos that their men are helping home at home they are washing utensils they are mopping the floor that and even the senior most would do that you know the the directors of the organizations made those videos and shared that to say that it's all right you know it's okay to help at home so i think all of these things as organization as human beings as persons we learned along the way we realized but we made quick corrections and amends to the situation and for my personal well being i think one good thing has happened that i spend more time on exercising Wow. I spend more time um, on my health uh, than I could earlier uh, because to measure performance, to keep a track of performance, so that people also know they are being watched. They also know that their uh, performance yes. is uh, made visible. There's accountability, and there's accountability, yes. 
and uh, so 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 we have developed a lot of ways i think it's a new and good learning i'm sure like yeah. you're from one of the best organizations in india in world as i would say uh, so just want to because i'm very curious about it how does one climb the ladder because from my limited experience i think it's a very uh, like you know you you require very different kind of men's mindset to climb the corporate ladder right and i think a lot of people especially for people who watch our show they are in their early 20s or they are few teenagers as well sure. so uh, i you know just want for them as well that how do you let's say a management trainee or someone who's just joined a company as a fresher what kind of mindset should they join with so that uh, you know th- so that it's easier for them to climb the ladder mm-hmm. so what what would be the mindset and what did you like how's your journey like uh it's been a long journey <laughs> how to summarize uh so i first of all i i don't know uh, people outside the corporate world thing you know corporate is something really really you know a different kind of an animal <laughs> <laughs> i think the rules are same the ways are same in any organization or any business setup if you guys are an entrepreneur if you are having your own work you know you'll have to have certain similar attributes in order to right, grow right, right. and i i think corporate ladder i consider sometimes is a very negative word <laughs> so i would say evolving growing career in the corporate setup or in any organization uh so there is no clear recipe uh, manik uh, i would so say yes. i i think different things work for different people um i can only share what worked for me maybe it makes sense to some of the people uh so like i said i come from a small town yes. so you know and uh, i always had that desire to do well to be self reliant to be financially independent to do and make do of something of my career uh so that spirit was always there that desire to do well was always there i didn't know at that time what <laughs> <laughs> what will i do and i didn't even know those times people really know there is this corporate organization you work in and all i mean mm. just wanted to work so with that sort of jazba you know i think uh, i started my career i started very small at a very executive level of, you know uh, then um, that worked because i i wanted to make a difference i wanted to uh, bring in me in everything i did Uh, that how can i add value as an individual while there are 20 people doing a similar stuff and the the normally at that level you work on the defined processes you know you're given yes, yes. in operations you're given a set of uh, sops to follow okay you just simply do that right and uh, but i always felt that how can i make it better so that is one thing that uh, really helped me grow and learn I think I was a bit lazy doing on doing some clerical jobs and repetitive jobs. I get so, that. So so that worked that. for me <laughs> because I would Creating question. Creating reports and documenting. That, that, yeah, that would that really stuff. make me question. You know, the small things like, you know, when customers complained, a request will go. Not complain. If if some service has to be given to a customer, a request will go in the system, and there's a specific tag. In that turnaround time, if the thing is not happened, customers would complain. and we will take that complaint and we will log in a complaint in a system and it will go to the technical department it department they will solve so i hate it as how boring <laughs> that can get you know what can we do so i would go catch hold of an it guy and i will say you know why do i what do i do in the system that we resolve the complaint ourselves rather than logging that complaint and sending it to you is it you know you have to refresh system sometimes you know the system the 
there's some blip in the system that issue gets somewhere you know caught up in the system and it doesn't get processed but when you refresh it kind of happens and these are like 0.04 kind of error so why do you worry okay. i said no for me all those <laughs> 0.40 or 04 customers come to us yes, yes so what can we do why don't you give us the rights of that refresh we will do ourselves wow so so all right makes sense it does uh, it does yeah so so we got the rights and then on front line we were making our own refresh we didn't have to log in complete so i was happy less work less of that kind of work <laughs> <laughs> then i felt that why do we have to even refresh it so i would catch up with the it person again you know i used to make these trips to these people uh, in technology team it was very interesting so i would say that why your system can't do an auto refresh so if your system has a time stamp that this is a time request has been put in the system and it should be clear in say 5 minutes if it hasn't happened the system should have a way to catch it alert so 10 requests gone uh, 10 requests come out but if it is 9 it means one request is somewhere got caught so why doesn't your system catch it and send a auto refresh said kya yaar matlab tu piche padi rehti sara time you come <laughs> out with some crazy ideas Oh, now if you will hear you will say what are you talking it's such a we've done that dusted that you know done and dusted that it's a very common thing but when i started my career these were the things nobody spoke and nobody thought uh, at our levels like they say you are customer service people you don't know what technology is you know tumhe kya pata you know these are not very complex things so i was very you know persistent if i had some belief that we can do things better in a way So I would very, I was very persistent. If they won't listen, I'll go to a manager. I will tell them why don't we? I was a bad person. I think difficult to deal with, but that really made things happen. That worked for me. That gave me confidence, and it became my style to constantly question the status quo and find out better ways of doing things. And how can we automate things? How can we digitize things? So that 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 became a way of working, which was another, uh, you know. um good point i would say good thing which really helped me grow in the career people saw that streak in me and they appreciated that then i think one more thing is that um nothing can replace honest sincere hard work true you know people talk about a lot of smart work is being the term i don't know what smart work is i really don't know you know those who believe and do it it must be working for them i, I think smart work is hard work plus hit and try Then you get used to it. Okay, this does not work. I'll still hard work. Yeah, yeah. But then I know how to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. So it's a it's a different thing. Maybe it's yeah. an added element to hard work. But Maybe hard work is. is the bedrock. And I worked my way up. Like you refer to corporate ladder. So on every rung, I have really worked hard. I didn't believe in any shortcuts. I thought it was fair to spend reasonable amount of time on every rung of the ladder to get a grip of that role, to understand it thoroughly, so that. you do justice to it and then yeah, you move yeah. on to next and move on to next so that really uh, worked for me then never stop learning that's one thing always keep your eyes and ears open and learning can be uh, it doesn't have to be always formal it can be formal as well as no, uh, informal um, i've been very fortunate of being part of very good organizations uh, and uh, i've had i've worked with really great leaders some really charismatic leaders so i always try to learn from them I always try to imbibe some of their good qualities. Um, somebody taught me time management. Somebody uh, must have taught me how to do the, you know, uh, positive and constructive engagement with others or a team work. 
so I would learn from everybody and I kept adding that to myself along the way so I think my one uh, advice to the youngsters is that sometimes you know we tend to believe I come from a very good B school I know it all and these are older generation I know the new you know, what's happening know, in the world which is true which is true my, you know our children it's sometimes I feel they know so much better they are so much more aware and they're more enterprising like the you know you guys are you're very enterprising uh, but there are certain things which come from experience and there are some things which are tried and tested and they have made those people reach a certain level in the organization there must be something behind it so if you really keep your mind open and you try to learn from them uh, it really helps you grow and evolve as a professional, as a person. So I think I never wanted to stop learning and say, hey, I've arrived in life. Even today I'm learning. And why only from seniors? I learn from my juniors. You, you, have, you, you can't say that, you know, from, I can't learn anything from my juniors. They should be looking up to me. There are, there are so many things that they know sometimes better than you. So you learn. So learning should never stop. And one last thing I would say, do the right thing. Because in corporate, there are different kind of cultures. Right. There are people uh, who would do different things to you. Uh, they would compete with you. Um, but, and it sometimes tempts you to do certain things that, uh, you know, you, uh, you also want to get even with people. <laughs> 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 yeah, so because I'm not a saint, I'm a human being. But I think I'm not good at that. I soon realized that it's not what I am good at. So I'd rather do the right thing. So I don't want to bring the spirituality angle to it. Uh, but it has worked for me. Or whatever form, you know, sometimes, you know, you whoever deserves what you should ensure they get it. Not because how their equation is with you or something. What is right for the organization? because you're working for that organization and they, that organization is paying you salary and uh, what is good for those individuals and for the team you should do those things beautiful mm -hmm. uh, one thing that really touched me was always questioning the status quo uh, so I was, uh, recently watching a documentary of Michael Jordan it's uh, called The Last Game okay. and he had that kind of mentality that not only on the ground not only in the field but I want to be best at everything that I do. He would play golf. He has played uh, professional baseball. Oh. He would intentionally pick fights with people so that it lights up a fire in him. So okay. that you know he can <laughs> That's get, back, get, get back yeah. to them in the court. He would pick up fights with them in the restaurant. And then uh, channelize all that anger in the basketball match. And that worked for him. Yeah. Uh, but that he had that kind of mentality where he wants to be best at everything. Everything and always questioning how can we make it better and you know something that you said I have arrived never being complacent with whatever complacent. he had he always had okay now I am here how can I take it one step further yeah. how can I make it better yeah. so just want to understand outside the office outside the corporate world are you that kind of person who always challenge because I think there are very less people who challenge the status quo and there are even lesser people who do something about it and I believe because the way that you have spoken uh, I, like the experience that you spoke out of I think you are that kind of person so just want to understand outside the office when you step out of it uh, in your personal life are you that kind of person who like you know is that okay how can I make it better how I am here where do I go from here not being complacent with whatever you have okay. uh, so true actually um, and I will give credit to my 
uh, work my career uh, for that uh, that forced me to think like that even outside the work setup uh, you know i rem i remember there was this workshop we were going through um, it was about uh, you know every year corporates have this uh, setup of doing uh, there there's a format that every year in the beginning of the year they do a kick up kick off workshop in which okay. we create the strategy for the year okay right so so we will get the managers and the seniors in one room in some exotic location and you do those two days kind of a workshop brainstorming thinking how did we do last year and how can we make it better what is relevant now what should we stop doing start doing and things like that i, I call it dreaming process yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so so that's very i think it's standard format for all the organizations <laughs> corporates all the more so we we were part of that uh, workshop and we came out with that you know you create a mission vision and everything and come out really charged and excited that you know this year we're going to really kill it crack it and do great in the market and all of that and on the way back when i was driving home i was thinking that you know it's nice but imagine do we do something similar for our own lives wow our life is the most important uh, project that we have at hand is the most valuable project that we have at hand do we really have goals for our life do, do we, we have, have a mission <laughs> yeah do we have an overarching vision for our life that from 5 years from now what do i want to do with myself 10 years from now how i want my life to look like and outside my work who am i you know at work i would i would walk with pride that you know my chair means i'm a vp you know or it's something but the moment i step out of my ha uh, my work my office i'm a mother i'm a parent i'm a spouse i'm a daughter i'm a daughter-in-law uh, i'm a friend i'm a kin relative uh, so have i worked on that aspect of my life to make me uh, a person that these important stakeholders of my life also value me as much and see that i am really adding value to their life so so that was kind of a revelation at that moment and i seriously it, it looks very childish now but i really seriously got down to it and i sat you know one day and started writing the goals of my life and i believe that life should be uh, led or lived in wholesome you know it's it should be in totality it can't be just work sometimes people make work their life that's not it is yeah, yeah. so then i wrote my personal goals my health goals my family goals uh, my spiritual goals and then my work goals which was one of the dimension not really the whole circle of yeah, it yeah. and then i put real measurables to that that how will i measure that i've achieved this goal you know you can say all right i'll do abc but you know has it made me the greatest or or a good mother or a good uh, parent Uh, how will i judge that so i thought whatever came to my mind to write down the measurables also and uh, that kind of work that gave me a direction in life and that has made me a person who is applying those skills of problem solving at home also okay, okay. Uh, not getting really jittery or you know anxious in a situation at home sometimes personally you have taking control of the situation calmly and trying to solve the problem more than you know just getting 
little hyper about yeah, it thinking if i can handle the it guys then i can do anything i can do anything <laughs> that's a good one i remember <laughs> going forward to and uh, like i said i feel very uh, passionately about the gender equality so in, even in my personal domain i take care that i i keep the messaging right uh, whether it is my sons you know i've got two sons and i'm very proud uh, that i don't know what all i must have done unknowingly consciously or unconsciously they have grown into very fine young boys and uh, they are very respectful of females and uh, they believe in equality as much they both are great cooks better cooks than <laughs> i am uh, i know i'm not really good but they they are so natural and uh, so they don't feel it's a girl's job or it's a woman uh, women's job so they do it at home and uh, so so maybe somewhere it has rubbed off in my personal life doing these things i have a very personal question uh, mm-hmm. and i like uh, if you're just okay answering it so i was reading a book called option b by sheryl sandberg yeah. uh, she used to facebook. be ceo at facebook facebook yes. yeah yeah uh, so the book spoke about uh, so her husband passed away and out how she has been coping but it also touched yeah. on a lot of uh, like the reality especially f- uh, with with third world countries like india or even some middle eastern countries and then she you know had all these statistics on how uh, for example if there's a job okay there's a jd if there are 10 points in in a jd if let's say a male person goes through the jd and see okay six i can do four maybe i can't do i still apply for the job but for a woman she love to see okay do i match all of it or do i like you know the bare minimum is i have to match 9 out of 10 can't go lesser than that it has to be 9 or even the whole jd i have to do and when uh, for women when they get to work they have to like you know they have this trend because that's how the kind of stigma and kind of society has built uh, that they have to really prove themselves at work like you know, if i have gotten a job i have no matter what i have to be really good at it yeah. to uh justify my position here hmm right so just wanted to understand because you have a, you have had a very celebrated very long career uh, in your, in in the corporate and you have very hmm. like you know you have done a lot and you have also been uh, very considerate towards gender equality and uh, you know i'm sure you also worked towards uh, more women leaders so uh, just want to understand did you ever have to like you know prove yourself your position I think everyone has to but I think women have to try a lot harder. So just want to understand how is it for you? And I hope it's okay if you want to answer. No no absolutely fine. Um So it it is um to some extent now things have changed a lot uh, Manik. Um things were very different when I started my career that was like some 25 plus years yes. back. Uh there was not so much of uh, sensitivity towards um understanding and empathizing with women coming to work um it was expected that if you are a woman uh it's your responsibility to manage everything in life and then come to work and do justice to it you know um irrespective of your circumstances now the organizations have become far more receptive of building and nurturing uh female uh, careers yes, right yes. so the policies have changed at our times um you know i remember i went for my maternity leave um and which was um, 12 weeks um given at that time only oh my god and 
the sometimes if women were not so fortunate if they were if they would start feeling uh, some health related issues they would have to start that leave maybe one or two weeks prior to that so they would lose those two weeks of post maternity True. you True. understand yes, they had to yes. leave their little child and come back to work and not everybody had support at home so there were lot of women who would drop careers who would drop their jobs they will drop outs and uh, i mean i don't know if it was possible for them to ever start or they will change their lines from a corporate they will go to a teaching line and things like that so they would go to a little stereotype streamline or uh, stereotype careers uh, which was so called meant for women so uh, it wasn't easy and within those 12 weeks also um, i went back in 10 weeks only because i was constantly worried that if i don't join back work you know maybe i'd be replaced um, you know i i i may not be welcome back at work because they will say oh, you lost lot out lot we have moved ahead in life there's so much more happened and you've not contributed they might uh, spoil my appraisal yes yeah so 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 <laughs> i know things were tough and uh, women always felt that they had to prove more because uh they start the journey with a slight doubt maybe because of the upbringing you know we used to have at our times where it was constantly fed into the minds that uh, these kind of hard jobs are more for men because they are more capable and eligible for these kind of jobs uh women perhaps have to really learn really hard to reach up to that level and hence they always had that feeling they have to prove themselves you know they have to really over Uh, do something to you know prove that i'm as good or i'm close by and that's true what you said that you know uh, you know if women feel that i have to qualify for all 9 and 10 points in order to apply for a job <laughs> whereas men are like you know even if i know 5 it's good i can do it it happens uh, it happens uh, well that i don't know if maybe it's the wiring that we have or the conditioning that we Obviously have for I a very long time is. yeah but thankfully things are getting more even now though there is so much uh, this really long journey we have to traverse on this cause and agenda uh, as a world not only india i would say or a particular organization as a world we have to traverse a long journey on that but things are so much better we've got so much more uh, women friendly policies maternity policies for returning mothers how to protect their careers yes, yes. so we've done a lot i think i I'm really proud to be part of the such inclusivity councils wherein I was adding value from my perspective and whole lot of other women that right now we are in an organization which really respects women careers which really takes care of those stages of a woman's career where uh, they may, they will have certain other things which will become their priority but that doesn't mean we should lose them from the workspace so 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 we do a lot of things i was telling you that uh, thing before the pod, uh, this chat started that we realized that uh, we were losing women in the uh, in the workspace from especially the sales kind of domains so i was a diversity champion always you know we call it uh, inclusive forums i used to lead that uh, for my geography and i would have one on one chat with those women that you know wh- what is it you know why why do you think you don't want to work in sales you're doing so well uh, your teams like you your distributors say that you're really take care of their requirements their commissions are happening on time everything why do you i mean why do you want to step out of this role don't you want to make a career in that so they you know that came out with a very very simple that 
you would not even realize they said you know going in field means using public toilets and as women when we step out and we in the morning and we have to come back in the evening we are generally accompanied by you know a distributor guy or a retailer or a sales guy and with amongst all those men you know it's very difficult for us to you know relieve ourselves yes and and it becomes very difficult and then one of them told me that you know what um i don't drink water the whole I know, day I, know, I, I remain know. dehydrated because if i drink more water i'll have to use more washroom yes, and what yes, will i yes. do and it was such a heart rending thing you know because i was not into that role and for us to be in the office to have that kind of a realization uh it really touched me and then you know as an organization we came up with uh, this initiative of uh, making sure that every distributor makes a washroom which is clean and hygienic and safe and secure wow. with a proper latch in and around his shop to make sure that whether it is our team of sales team female teams which they venture out in the market they get a decent place or if they employ some female staff in their distributor shops and in their markets they also have a decent place i don't think any organization was thinking at those times like this so we did that and uh, it was really appreciated and uh, it was really um, project comfort we gave it i remember the name so so it was really i think it it got lot of awards also uh, in different forums nationally you know for taking out this kind of an initiative and thinking in that manner it helped us bring lot of females into the sales um, you know when a, when a person speaks about something you can figure out if they are really speaking out of heart or again it says another thing that they are saying mm-hmm. and the way you spoke about project comfort and like you know you had that kind of passion and mm-hmm. a person can pick on that i could really understand that you are very passionate about uh, like you know mo- more women uh, led uh, roles and creating that kind of uh, culture in your workspace environment which is absolutely yeah. i think so when we are talking about pink toilets as well we are creating so you know when we think okay where do we want to take this we speak about that how these toilets can be first hub of community awareness lot of our toilets are in the places that you know sort of slum areas there's one in arkipuram how we can spread uh, like you know some awareness about let's say covid or mm-hmm. menstrual health and hygiene or tb Very or and you know we 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 don't only limited to like you know usage of toilet but how a woman can just come to a pink toilet and share her like you know just went it out mm-hmm. you know with the staff or anyone like you know how they can be secure spaces not only in terms of like basically redefining the whole concept of a toilet yeah uh, as i said we are planning to set a library and all of these things so yeah, it's really amazing and you told me i'm very impressed yes um, so i i i think uh, you know as you spoke about how you how you were losing women at your workplace mm-hmm. so right now you know we get a lot of uh, women leaders on our podcast and you rightly said i have known a lot of women like uh, now uh, you know they at a really good position who did not although they were up for promotion they did not take that promotion because they did not have that kind of bandwidth to take more responsibilities That's because true. there are some things that they had to take care at home and then there was other responsibilities as well yeah and that i i'm glad it has changed but they are because my sister works with the with the public company or the government company is at a good position now uh, her her son is 4 years old okay uh, 
she has a house help as well but then there are times when she had to uh, his name is kartike she had to take him to the to, to the office and now my parents have come down to her place and you know just to take care of uh, her son she talks to me and she tells how difficult it is she thinks of going on a sabbatical as well mm-hmm. but then she just says okay what if uh, you know as you said what if they find a replacement yeah yeah what yeah. if yeah. you know i when i go back i'm not able to prove my worth like you know so and yeah, you know what if is constantly yes there. yes what if uh, because she, she has always been like you know overachiever always been mm-hmm. the star always got promotion like the first one to get promotion yeah, yeah. um she was the youngest uh, i think scale 3 officer in rajasthan back in the day so you know all that all, but still that had that kind of that fear, fear okay what if i go on a sabbatical and what if they don't value me anymore true true so you know there are a lot of uh, examples around us as well even now uh, so just want to understand how you like, as as a person uh, do you plan to mentor more women leaders or do you have or do you already do it because mm-hmm. i the way you were speaking i know you are mm-hmm. an innovator mm-hmm. like you know when you spoke about how uh, there is some process that required it and then you had to change that mm-hmm. so you are always someone who questions the status quo so on the on, on a personal basis do you have these like do you plan to do something for uh, women leadership or something like you know something similar i i i of course plan to and i do it in my personal capacity even now at work definitely um, because there are uh, being in customer experience you know i'm having customer experience so that um, by virtue of the role we have lot of females in my department so i have managed diversity um, in my teams uh, to a great extent so for me it was uh, really important uh, to to understand uh, their challenges and what i have gone through they don't go through and uh, make the right amount of organization uh, where i felt it was required to help them support and build their careers now you won't believe i mean the interesting thing is uh, uh, that in our organization you can't touch the career of a returning mother you can't even if you are downsizing you are letting go of people you are rating people even if that person has and the maternity leaves are as good as 6 months and then you are allowed to work on flexi hours after that Wow. and sabbaticals are allowed but especially the returning mothers because we understand that suddenly the responsibility uh, on that individual has gone multiply has multiplied absolutely, absolutely. yeah yeah from an individual you are now looking after your a parent you are looking after a newborn child you are a new mother so so it is very difficult to um, for them to manage things right so so i i definitely uh, you know support them i counsel them especially in my team when they come uh, they will you know share that you know i'm on the you know family way and i will will it do something to my career so no so as a manager we have that heart to heart conversation we arrange very healthy handovers and uh, we give them the assurance don't worry take your time when you come back this organization is going to look after you and respect your role right beautiful wow so it is it is not only me i think every leader in this organization now has understood that it is an important thing to do and we do it and and we do so many programs to promote that thought process uh, across the you know every part of the organization from senior to junior level that every manager understands that and personally also maybe it's my demeanor somehow 
I have lot of uh, friends, um, you know, other uh, girls and uh, females in the family or in the friend circle. They would come and you know seek advice and you know, you know, how do I manage my work? How do I balance my yeah, home yeah, and work? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. People come to that you. Some younger ladies staying around and they have started their career or they're already in the middle of the career. They come and so I counsel them. I sit with them. I tell them from my experience. how it is important to build an eco um, structure around you uh, so that you can get help for your children so that you don't feel guilty when you're working and uh, how can you ensure your career is not impacted i i do say so you know uh, and this was very personal to me because i'd seen my sister not taking care of her own health after she had a baby she she had a baby and then she had a job i know my mother who like after my sister was born and i was born her whole world was about us she didn't take care of her own health so i was in nepal and we thought okay why not do something for the women who uh, like you know had just delivered a baby and because i knew that uh, so it, it all started with vitamin de- vitamin d levels d of my of my mom oh. okay then i thought okay why like what's the reason and then i okay maybe because she has not taken care of herself because of me and my sister and i knew a lot of uh, other women doing the same thing exactly same thing even it's mm-hmm. like you know there's a gap of 20 30 years still it's the same so we thought okay we should do some kind of workshop for the women who had just delivered a baby like very small infants 1 1 2 3 years and how then they take care of their health yes exactly mm-hmm. that how like we know that you have to take care of your child or your children but how it is really important for you to take care of your own health as well yeah. uh so it, it it became really personal to me because i like throughout my life i've seen my mom and my sister do that and uh, so ma'am i have a like last two three questions but they are all related to your artistic side because i know you are an author you are a poet <laughs> so uh, like you know just want to understand what when you write something what are you channelizing like is there uh, because what i have seen especially for people who uh, work a lot there a lot of emotions that are maybe not expressed in the workplace and they are channelized through uh, like you know all these mediums like writing a book or writing a poem or uh, you know ma- ma- delivering a kind of session so do you channelize some of your emotions uh, maybe that you are not really comfortable expressing uh, while let's say speaking to someone or maybe at your workplace and then you channel channelize it through the other mediums like w- what are basically <laughs> what are basically these mediums used for like what are they for you uh so of course you need inspiration to write yeah you always need some muse musings in order to write about something i used to write even when i was a child actually wow. you know i used to write my little poems at the back of my textbooks <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean that textbook must be somewhere still there and uh, then you know you get busy uh, you know in your career you get married you have children and you forget all of those as things as they say it life happens life happens yeah <laughs> <laughs> life happened to me and i got busy but after some time when i was little um, you know stable you know in terms of kids are not that small they are going to school and i'm working on a reasonably uh, level where it's not totally operational and too many hours involved so i wanted to i, I realized i have not written i used to have this ability to write and express myself and uh, say the things uh, you know which i felt very passionately uh, about and strongly about so uh, i haven't done it for a while 
so i think that's when i picked up my pen uh, again and started writing and uh, i can only write like you said what you channelize the things i feel very strongly about i feel very passionately about you know i can't just write if you tell me you know hey there's a contest going on this is the subject why don't you write a poem on that i can't i just cannot like but if there is something it has really touched my heart my soul and uh, that's what uh, when i feel like writing about it and express i want to express myself i've written about um, you know my corporate career also in that book specially i've written poem as how to be a good leader how to be a good mentor how to be a good uh, professional how to be a good parent about parenting about women gender equality you know so like i wrote uh, a poem on on one of the women's day that uh, equal is not identical wow so so that was a title because we always uh, in this world we feel that if women have to be equal to men they have to start doing the same things like men yes, do their yes. behavioral things their approach to life and then the way the way they conduct themselves has to be same as that of men at work especially you don't know, corporate women think i can be equal if i start using the language they use yes. you know if i start maybe dressing up the way or maybe i you know conduct myself in a in a in a particular way no it's not required as women we have to understand we bring a different set of strengths to the table right that's how the two uh, nature has made two uh, genders more now rather we talk about more so so because uh, you are expected to bring different things to the world that's what makes the world whole right so you don't have to be identical you yes, have to bring different. your reality your strengths and your ability to contribute your perspective to the world and of course you need to learn the other side of it you can't say i will only do what i do i don't want to learn and, and expand my horizon and learning that's not good yes, but you can't empathy. you can't leave your core right and be unnatural to in your yes, way then you yes. only you would only be acting you would not really put your heart and soul into it so i think it's very important so i wrote like that because i felt like that so so that that's what makes me uh, take up my creative side to de-stress myself from this little hard overwhelming corporate world at times some time ago i read a book and it had a like the book is about very different thing but then the so there's this 19 year old uh, startup founder elizabeth homes you, you know about i've heard i i it's still okay. on my list yeah it's <laughs> so the book is bad blood and it ended in a very different way but then what happened she changed the pitch of her voice to make it more manly so that you know she could do like pitch it to investors and everything she raised even the term unicorn you know the billion dollar startup it was started after her startup became uh, a billion dollar startup okay. back in 2007 2008 but then you know just as reading the book she had to change the pitch of her voice so that you know she could be more uh, like it it seems that she has more credibility yeah she did it for that yeah. and i think you said it beautifully that uh, equality does not mean being identical yeah. and i think that's really important because i see a lot of especially women trying to uh, like you know not they not that they want to but then they have to they have to we don't in to. this world give them a choice we we create a sort of a uh, you know you can say a model of the ideal leader 
you know I which mean, has put them in boxes. which 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 always had those male kind of attributes yes, to it yes. so so the initial ones who started to go to work and especially in a workplace where there are more men than women they always uh, saw that as a model they have to fill into in order to be as effective as the earlier leaders were so so i don't think they did it because um, without realization but at some stage they felt the pressure of that and they wanted to do it but now that we have evolved uh, i think men also understand that the qualities and the attributes that women bring to a role are equally important so we don't have to force them to fill our shoes they got their own shoes they've got their own ways of working styles of working which has to be respected what we are trying mm. to do through our podcast as well as i told you, you, are, you know, yeah. raising the level of awareness so even if you see the tagline it's all raising the level of awareness in the youth so that they can navigate through their personal and professional lives effectively absolutely uh, but then it all starts with the, you know when you make them more aware and ma'am i have the last question for you i am really sorry we took a lot of your time but i don't know i, 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 I did not even notice your time it's <laughs> almost 60 minutes uh, uh-huh. i didn't even notice oh god uh, uh-huh. but then i just want to understand for a right and uh, well it's not about so i'll read out so winning doesn't mean defeating the world for once defeating the world for once winning means triumphing over the quest in the true sense It's not about living each day as it comes. Winning is about having the guts to take a chance. Winning is about not giving in without trying. Winning is about rising above the circumstance. Winning is not about conquering always. Winning is about taking the right stance. Winning is not outwitting always. It's about being revered for one's viewpoint. winning is not convincing always it's also about getting convinced and vanquishing ignorance winning is not about battering the frail it's about reaching out empowering till they are strong winning is not leaving others behind it's about taking everyone along winning is not about making sorry winning is about making a choice to win winning is about making a choice to win each battle for right to salvage from wrong to make a better world to create a better universe winning is about evolving and pursuing excellence beautiful wow. so i think that is what i will read out to them <laughs> i think that's a beautiful note to end our conversation with thank you uh, but ma'am thank you so much for being on the show we really loved this conversation and what our purpose is what our vision is to create to raise the level of awareness i think this conversation actually uh, you know serves the purpose so thank you so much for this beautiful conversation you have been doing an amazing job thank and you. i just love the conversation thank no, you no i personally really enjoyed it and even i did not realize we have spent so much time talking uh, but i i really had a great time with you thank you so much for making this uh, very very meaningful conversation asking the right questions which are relevant for today <laughs> ma'am thank Take you me through my memory lane <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank